When I was young, I was so spunky. Now I'm getting old and so forgetful. Well, we're switching in the kitchen, getting ready for the party tonight. What's up, motherfuckers? We're back, dude. Alternate take with another episode. And I brought you guys this shit. I brought you guys the heat today, dude, because I'm bringing you local legends from my neighborhood, dog. I'm bringing you Smoke and Fire. And that's not like a fucking metaphor. That's literally the name of the restaurant. I'm bringing you Smoke and Fire, dude. I got with me Dom and Josh. What's up, fellas? What up? What's going on, man? Dude, it's good to have you guys here, man, because I've been talking about uh, this podcast lately. Because it's starting to gain a little steam. I'm getting popular, everybody, if you guys haven't noticed. You know, if you recognize me out in public, I'll sign your, your baseballs and whatever. Um, but Have you seen mine? Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it'd be cool to just represent where the hell I'm from, dude. You know, you got to represent your city, the fucking hood, the neighborhoods that raised you. And um, so I started making phone calls, man. I was like, dude, what are the people I like, even if I don't know them? And uh, I got in touch with you guys, dude. I'm glad you guys are here, man. Absolutely. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, super glad to be here. Super glad you got a hold of me. Um, and for all the right reasons. Dude, you know right? I mean? It's really nice when someone sends you a text message saying, hey, I love everything you do. By the way, you don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, up, cool. Dude? I was hoping. Because if I was a chick, that'd be way that'd be, was, that'd be yeah. me better for you. But Yeah, now here we are. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I went, wound up in a bedroom somewhere. So. Speaking of which, how do you know my Uncle Phil? Oh, Phil and I go way back. Really? Um, well, that sucks. Well, I don't know. I, before I said it out loud, I say he goes way back with my mom, but uh, I didn't want to take it too far out of context. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, it all started. He used to coach and do pretty much everything for our Pop Warner Football League. No over, shit. Over in Pico Rivera. You pay and, for the Dons? Yeah. Oh, for the Dons. shit. Uh, just like everyone else from uh, pretty much when I was able to walk. Yeah, to, man. Uh, all into high school and stuff, but good program and phil was the biggest loudest guy always is all day long always it's like he never stopped and was always really cool and my mom was always involved my dad was always involved yeah ad stuff team mom you know now looking back there was also a lot of ice chests involved too now that i'm thinking about it what snacks did your mom get team mom because um, everyone knew the the best team mom. Like, she bought double cheeseburgers, or, like, your mom's tired. There's always a pizza thing at the end. Oh, you know? that's and huge. Then, back then, like, I don't know, everyone was, like, a, a huge orange wedge, orange wedge person. Okay. Like, in the middle of the games. Like, yeah, classic. It didn't really go too crazy. It was always the parties after. And we used to love it because all the kids would go play, you know, Sega or whatever was around back then. Yeah. And again, looking back at it, there's a lot more ice chests involved in the after parties. Than Always there was. was. Yeah. So. Parents were not afraid to hide their their shit from kids back in the yeah. day. And now that I hang out with your uncle still, because he's still at the family parties. Oh my god. Guess what hasn't changed? Still showing his <laughs> the ice. Still chest. showing his little fucking <laughs> same yeah. one. I'm one of them now, right? Which is nice. Still you know showing I mean? his little nub finger that he got. Oh yeah, that's his food blew off his finger with a firework. Hasn't changed. Oh, yeah. God. Gets a kick out of showing everybody. Drink up my finger. I'm like, I don't even know your name yet. <laughs> God, great to meet you. So, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Things are supposed to grow back. Exactly. But yeah, man. Um, like I mentioned, you guys are um, local stables. I would say in the neighborhood, dude. Um, Thank you. La Habra is. Uh, I always say is the best best city dude because it is the bastard child between la county and orange county yes it's the first city in orange county but it doesn't feel that way and it feels like you get a little bit of both flavors like you get like the street smarts from the whittier kids and then you also get like the cockiness from like a brea kid and you combine them and you kind of make it your own dude so i've always liked that city i mean it raised me so um 
give me a little history, man. Tell me about Smoke and Fire, dude. When did you guys start? And like, how did they even? When, who started the idea? And let's give me the breakdown from the beginning, dude. Well, Josh, you can take this one, and I'll fill in. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's kind of funny because uh, it started off as us making money for other people. We all of us have worked in the food industry, uh, some longer than others. Uh, we worked for enough bad people to realize that hey, like. We don't want to be those people, but we want to be those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we want yeah. to be those people. We want to be in their shoes, but we want to, like, right. be that good boss, the good owner that's going to, right. you know, that good brand that doesn't, you know, like, lose steam or do all those things. So, for us, it started with the probably the most negative experience you could ever have in opening a restaurant. Uh, we opened up a restaurant. A couple of us were involved opening a restaurant for another guy. Didn't work out. Oh. You know, so for us, it was like, all right, we got this a little bit of hunger. I think majority of it was Juan. We because we have two other partners, Juan and Isaiah. Two brothers okay. that aren't able to be here just because someone's got to shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. man. You know, <clears throat> but yeah, so they, when it. those two guys, uh, one of them, uh, Isaiah, has always been like in the restaurant. We've all always been in the restaurant industry, but Isaiah was always kind of higher up the food chain than most of us. So mm-hmm. he had a lot more experience in opening restaurants. Whereas Juan had a little bit less experience, but he was his driving force was Isaiah. We need to open a restaurant. Okay. We always kind of say like, oh, what do we bring to the table? What do we bring to the table? Josh, uh, you do a little bit of marketing stuff. You've done a little bit of design stuff. Uh, you helped with some of the food. Dom helped with some of the food. Helped with a lot of our marketing and a lot of like a lot of our outreach in the local area. Juan's like whole thing was, well, I talked to Isaiah into doing this because that was that's his, huge. That, that's I, that, that's what his claim is. Like he's like, hey man. I, I talked to Isaiah and opened a restaurant, That's man. Huge. The rest is you guys. Yeah. So, which was a big deal. Um, I think, honestly, a lot of it was stemmed, uh, especially in that location, stemmed from another restaurant that we were helping. And the guy reached out. He wanted to wanted us to invest. We sat down with him. We actually pitched the idea, smoke and fire, to him off the cuff. It was like, oh, shit. Hey, like, you're, you're, not, a, you're not doing he, he's a He has a restaurant in Whittier. Okay. And it was like right there off Whittier Boulevard in the like right off the 605. And he was like, hey, I'm looking for investors. He had a kind of a chicken concept that we didn't really believe in. But we were like, hey, like it's a cool location. We think we could do something with it. We've seen what we could do with with worse kitchens. So we sat down. We gave him some ideas. We said, hey, this is what we want to do. This is the way we would want to work it. We would need to shut down. A week later, he basically said, ah, oh, nah, like I don't want any of your ideas. I'm going to go and do my own thing. My uncle's going to give me money. Oh, my God. Business is so sketchy yeah. that way, man. A week later, he was using all the same stuff that we told him. We were, you know, we we, we wow. had kind of originated with, like, doing hot chicken, but we wanted to do barbecue. And he had, like, when we had pitched the idea was, hey, we could be smoking fire. We'll do smoked barbecue. We'll do hot chicken. We could do both of these things in there. And when he kind of shaded us, we were like, all right, it stepped up the drive. That's where we started bringing in like Dom, and we're like, "Hey, what, like, what can we do? This is the neighborhood that we want to open in. Right. There's a lot of things that La Habra had to offer. Did you go to La Habra High School? I did. So the thing that I like, did. we went down there and checked out this place, and we were like, "Why are there so many kids everywhere? It's Dude. noon. Yeah, it's noon on a Tuesday. Why are there so many people here? Huge. Open campus for lunch. Oh my god, dude. Massive. Not you to know. mention what four or five high schools within like three miles. Bro, they're Unbelievable, everybody dude. was just. And exactly. you know what, dude? When I was when I went to high school there, we didn't fucking have all that. Like when we were in high school there, we 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 had the old school Northgate, not the new one that's there now. And we had a Jack in the Box and a Tommy's. That's fucking it. Like yeah. ever since then, there was a uh, Tierra Mia there. 
there's a uh, in and out now. I'm like, these kids are fucking spoiled, dude. Yeah. And now they have your spot. Yeah, dude. Which is ridiculous, man. You're right. That is a geographically a freaking insane location, dude. So the North Gate now is like super North Gate. They oh, got dude. like sushi in there and like tons of crazy It's insane, stuff. man. I feel underdressed. I can get dude, lost. Seriously. I can get lost there. Yeah. I, I like the ghetto North Gates. I don't like that North Gate because I know it's my hometown. I'll still go just to support, but I like the ones where like they're racist. Those are my favorite ones because if you ever I go in there, they they don't <laughs> think I'm Mexican. <laughs> they think I'm white. So I can I hear them talking shit like I don't know they say or whatever, and it I like it. it makes me feel like I'm at home. Oh, it's, yeah. We it's grew beautiful. up on Northgate. Every time there's a family barbecue, which is every Sunday, yeah, seemed like or every time we hung out, your damn uncle, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was always okay. Who's going to Northgate in the morning, bro? Whatever, and that's where you get the best chicken and asada and all that stuff. Yeah, it was just it was a wouldn't call it a tradition more than just a regular thing. It's just you a go beautiful to North place. Gate. I used to see my mom spot. almost getting fights there all the time because because of that. What I just said, like my. My dad is super dark, and so is my brother, and my sister. But my mom is light, like me. And when we, and she doesn't look Mexican. She looks like, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck she looks like, but she looks like me. And we went in the store. And I don't know how many times we'd be in line, and like they would just, someone would just say under their breath some shit in Spanish, and my mom knows Spanish, and that shit, the file beyond. I'm like, oh shit, get your popcorn ready. I thought it was the, it was amazing. I used to love it. I'm you on, just reach I'm over and grab a, this, I think a Skittles. And you're yep, like, All right. exactly. I'm like, this is Northgate. I used to yes. love that market. I'm on just the other of end of the spectrum, where I do like going to Northgate. Um, and everyone assumes I know Spanish. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there with my thumb in my ass. Like, hey, man, like <laughs> pulling someone else to the side. Like, can you help me out? Yeah. 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 the pipi. And he's upset because yeah. I assume he knows English. And then it's a whole whirlwind of shit. Right. But other than that, it's a great place. So this uh, this I, this I Mark, I'm going to call him a Mark. I don't know who you're talking about, but this guy's a Mark for stealing your ideas. This guy uh, does that shit. You guys find the new location. What happens after that? Uh, we actually... We're told by our because we had our like real estate agent that was controlling our end of it and talking to their real estate developer. Okay, and they basically said, "Yeah, you got it." And this is we were we're renting from the north from the Gonzalez family, like they own that entire property. Oh shit! So okay. this is like their real estate team, and so Isaiah goes and quits his job. I was like already at that time. I was just like serving tables, looking for the next move with right, this. right, and. Isaiah quits his job, takes his mom to Mexico because he's like, all right, we're about to start work. And this was like in November. Of what year? Of 2019. So it was like oh, still shit. normal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah gets back from Mexico and he has a, a voicemail. Hey, uh, so we pitched the idea to the, to the Gonzalez family or the, they pitched, whoever pitched the idea didn't do a very good job because they actually decided not to have you guys. Oh my God. And Isaiah said already quit his job. I was like, we were already like, in our minds, we were already like, we got this place. We're good. And then it just fell out from under us. So, uh, turns out that they, we ended up pushing a little bit. We want to meet you. We want to, we want to be able to show you our concept. We want to do our own pitch. We don't want to have one of your cronies do a pitch. Yeah, dude. That's way better too. It makes it way more personal, man. Absolutely. Man. We showed up down there. We cooked in their parking lot out of a U-Haul. That's so gangster. Dude. That's the hot bros it gets, bro. You did the right move on that one. It was right there in Anaheim, like at their main main, uh, headquarters Mm -hmm. for the Gonzalez, for the Northgates. Right. And so we go down there, we cook for them, and we're talking like Don Miguel was there, who's like the patriarch of the family who retired. He's just living on a ranch. He came straight from the ranch just to come see us. No way. Don Oscar, who's like, he runs the ship now. And they had a lot of the family, like like the head honchos of the family. All the decision makers were there interviewed with them did our whole presentation showed them all of our info kind of our 
background, talked about our like what our concept is going to be. And a short two and a half hours, oh, dude. And then they literally were just like, you know, it, it, we'll let you know. And Don Miguel, who like is like I said, the patriarch, walked up to one of our partners, Isaiah, and was like, "Your guys' concept is going to look great there," but we didn't know. So two weeks later, got the keys. Damn. You know, we got the keys. What was that? Mid February. Right around, yeah, early to mid February, because that's when I got the call, and um, you guys took the infamous first Instagram photo. Which yeah. Instagram now, if you guys see it, there's a lot more photos there. Um, to say the least, we'll talk about that later. But um, and it was just super exciting, and I don't know, two and a half weeks later, all restaurants shut down. Unbelievable, yeah, man. I remember where we were actually at a, it was like the two days after my birthday where the shutdown really started was yeah. like March uh -huh. 11th. And I remember yeah. we were right sitting there, we, we had like left the restaurant. We were like working on opening. We left the restaurant. We went to uh black Angus over there in Whittier. Yeah. Yeah. I like the we day were of. just sitting at the bar. We were yeah. just sitting at the bar and I just remember sitting there just going, all right. Uh, like, what are we going to do? I, I was like thinking bankruptcy already. Damn. I was yeah. also um, just to throw the cherry on top. We were, celebrating our partner Isaiah's and his wife's first year anniversary. Oh, and wow. we were super excited to open this restaurant together and this whole concept. And it's like, oh, happy anniversary. But we don't know when we're going to open ever. Yeah. Wow. So, um, that, that was that was really nice. I I, uh, I enjoyed an extra whiskey, extra couple fingers of oh, whiskey. Oh, 100%. Yeah, at the bar top at that point. And, dude, that place has that place is covered in divorcees. I know that. That Black Angus and Whittier is wild, dude. I'm telling you, you go there on a Wednesday. It's like, it's like the, the new Foxfire. Yeah. <laughs> remember that place? In Foxfire? I remember Foxfire. Oh, wow. <laughs> Milfs only, dude. What yeah. a great place. Mom, if you're listening, I have no idea what yeah. Foxfire is. Sorry. I've never heard of it. I yeah. don't know what a Milf is. It's some internet browser or something. Right. But um, so how would you think, because you heard the episode with uh, the guy, the restaurant owner from Bread and Barley, right? You yes. mentioned that? Okay, so yeah. how, how do you think it's been different from, because he's LA County, and I know it's way worse for them. Has it been, do you think it's been in comparison a little bit easier for um, Orange County to like move forward? Obviously some hiccups. Think about La Habra, like you said, it's kind of a mashup. Yeah. It is technically Orange County, but with the very, very LA County um, mentality. For sure, yeah. I mean, LA County is literally one signal over. Right. In every direction. Yeah. So um, even though we might have had the privilege of keeping that patio open for the extra amount of time, we were also getting some flack from passerby. Passersby? Passerbyers? How does that work? Passersby. Yeah, sure. Yes. Um, from people walking around. No shit. Because, it, yeah, we did get a couple, if not online reviews and snarls and comments about us not following the rules. It's like, yeah, but it's a county thing, which... By the way, I don't know how COVID knows the difference, but yeah, for sure doesn't. Like the inconsistency yeah. with the rules and stuff is something that we've had a struggle with the whole time. And when we decided to actually open during COVID, because rent still due, um, at the time when it was fresh, it seemed like there was a new COVID policy like every three days. Oh my People god! People didn't know whether we're in mask or what was going to be open or what to do. Do we stay inside? Um, Toilet paper was nowhere to be found, but food was. I don't know what that was all about. Right. <laughs> it was like a follow leader. It was like one guy that really needed a shit, and then someone <laughs> saw him and was like, hey, we need to get some hat too. And then it, like the rest of the sheep just found him. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I still have no clue what that was all about. But yeah, that, that was like those days. And then um, meanwhile, while we were looking for toilet paper, we were building out a restaurant and bringing in uh, distributors and tasting alcohol and trying to go through the motions 
to say the least, or the headaches of opening a restaurant that one would already fall into. Right. And also, you know, turning the news on every day after every big meeting and um, seeing a different policy on what's going to be open. When can we open? What's going on? The county and the state already, I mean, if you ask anybody that's open, not just a restaurant, but any business that tries to even stick a shovel in their own dirt to build a pool, like, there's so many restrictions and so many um, people looking over your shoulder. Yeah. And um, now we're asking, you know, we're trying to get this paperwork signed and get everything certified and things checked off the list on opening a restaurant legitimately. And half the people we're calling don't even know what they're going to enforce because they don't know what the rules are, what the new health codes are, what the new policies are. When can we open? What can we open? Can we open inside? And um, we were getting a lot of like, well, we don't know, or we'll have to circle back to you on that, but we'll enforce it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whenever it comes, it's like, oh God, so um, I guess just taking off on, or from where Josh left off, skipping out all, you know, the uh, the roundabout of what, you know, actually building it out and hiring and doing all that good stuff. We had a date in mind. It's like, okay, well, we got through all of this mess, this jumble, whatever's going on. We still don't know what's going to happen, but here's our opening date. We're going to move forward because we're all workhorses. And um, not to mention three of these guys out of the four of us haven't worked at this point for, what, three months? Oh, yeah, for sure, three months. About three months months with nothing. And they have families. I mean, Josh has a wife, beautiful daughter. Isaiah's newly married. You know, it's like everyone quit their job to start this dream, this concept. Yeah. And uh, so we're like, okay, we're pushing to May. And then... They threw some more at us, and then we were trying to get just the last basic thing signed off. Like, oh, someone to turn the gas on, someone to inspect this. Well, those people aren't showing up to work because they can't go to work because of COVID. So we had this whole announcement opening this day. Well, now you got to push it back. Yeah, we okay, were. But- I think we were a little bit. The thing was, the problem was for us when we started, we was pre-COVID, and we were yeah. very bold. We were like, oh yeah, we're gonna be open. Like internally, we were like, oh, we'll be open by April. Like, no problem. Easy, yeah. Because for us, it wasn't that big of a turnaround. The problem was, once COVID hit, everybody was so unsure. In every county, every every little uh, county official. Um, at one point, we got to a point with even the city of La Habra, where the first few plans that we sent in, that we turned in for, like, business license and for, like, our, our plans to, like, any small construction that we are going to do, it was all quick. The second COVID happened, it was like, all right, well, you have to deliver it. You have to drop it in this room. We're going to put it in a container. It has to sit for 24 hours, and then we can look at it. What? So, because it was just so much, it was, you got to think, it was like, at the very beginning like of COVID, anthrax, everyone yeah. was so afraid Dude, of COVID. yeah. No and one so knew what we're dealing with. Nobody yeah. knew what the rules were. Nobody knew what the differences were. They right. just knew everyone had to be separate. So, with us, in initial stages, it pushed us back so hard. And then when we finally got to a point where we thought we were going to open in May, it turned out that we we ran into another issue with gas where our gas meter wasn't matched up to the, what we needed it to be. So they needed to give us a new one and no one told us. So oh we got there. God. Luckily for us, we ended up having like, it was basically the guy came in the day before we were planning on opening and said, you're not going to have gas. Sorry. And it was like, well, when, what, like, what, what do we do? Like, on can we get this tomorrow? <laughs> can we get this tomorrow? Like, can we get this, like anything oh, going? And Northgate they, sells charcoal. And basically this dude was like, out. Yeah, it could take anywhere between a month 
and six months. Like you might not have gas until December. And we were like, again, it was another thing oh for us. We were like, God. all right, well, all right, we're just gonna take another L yeah. with this. But yeah. turned out that Tommy, one of our other guys, uh, he had a connection. A guy that he bowled with was like a foreman of like a of a gas like like unit that they had right, yeah. in, in uh, Compton. And he told him the issue. Literally got on the horn with the guy that was our foreman for our job, and was like, "Hey, you guys got to get this restaurant open." And like, literally, the guy ended up calling my partner Isaiah and was like, "I don't know who you guys know, but I've gotten like four or five phone calls that I need to like sp- like push you guys ahead. So we're going to be out in a couple of weeks to fix your to change your." Wow, your gas. that's amazing. Luckily for Tommy, and Tommy is that guy that has a guy. For everything, guy. yeah. Like, oh, if you need we a lighting have guy, like that. you have a car guy, a tire guy, a cable guy, obviously a gas guy. Yeah, he's got the guy. You just go to Tommy. It's like, oh man, I my shirt tore like on the way over here. I snagged it on the fence. Tommy be like, hey, I got a shirt guy. Yeah, he'll be over here in five minutes. <laughs> he's gonna deliver yeah, it. Kind of straight, he'll be yeah. here right now. That's he owes me awesome, a favor. man. Um, he's one of those. And Tommy, uh, for those listening, if you ever have been to Smoke and Fire or do go, he is the character that will um, talk your ear off, joke around with everybody. Yeah. He is probably the reason for half of our wonderful Yelp reviews. I, I, Maybe if more not than, more. If I, not more than half. He is just one of the most lovable dudes dude. ever. Um, well, that's what I was saying. I love you about your place, man, because to me, like, it's not just about the food, dude. It's fucking not. Like, to me, that's always been important. Dude, anywhere I go, I want them to know who I am. Like exactly. I, I want the restaurant to know who the fuck I am. I want them to remember me. I want them to remember what I got last time. I want them to be like, hi, hi, your kids. I don't have any, but I want them to fucking ask. I want them to be like to know things. And everyone wants that. Everyone yeah. wants that from their own restaurant. So like, and then when you have a guy in there who's like the funny guy, like even when I used to go to Mexico when we were kids, we used to always go to the same restaurant because the cook behind the back he used to always make a he make like this cat noise. It was very strange, but for some reason for the locals it was like. The coolest thing in the world, like do the cat noise, and he would cook, and he would like sound like a cat. Like it was strange, it was unbelievable. But like we would go just to hear that, like small goofy things. Like you, you want that personality, you want that fucking charisma from a restaurant. And if if it's in La Habra, especially people want it because it's a, such a small community where everyone kind of feels like you're friends with everybody. So that's good, dude. I'm sure that guy brings in a lot of business. I tell I tell tell me he every day that he's like the Greek god of Yelp. Like he, <laughs> yeah. dude, the, people just come in he's and the same way too. Bro, he just like comes in and people just like he he single-handedly probably carried our brand through the like wow. at least at, at least in a service aspect. Yeah. Sure, like Dom's there, I'm there, Isaiah's there, Juan's there. And we talk to people and we get mentions once in a while here and there, but right, right. like Tommy, literally every person that comes in there and talks to Tommy feels a little bit better about their day. That's like, huge. Like, it's a trip, dude. It's so crazy about Tommy. That's huge, That's dude. why I think it was, like, it was zero effort on everyone's part to put him, like, front and center of, like, the person to greet you. Because we're fast casual. So the first thing you see is Tommy, maybe one other person next to him, depending on how busy we are, like, mm-hmm. running a fast casual. You order up front first, and then you find your table, and then we take care of you from there on out. Right. But that's what we want. That's we, what we wanted to be the staple of what we got because we're community guys. We came up from not much in different areas of Whittier, whatever, Downey, Downey Cerritos, yeah. you know. And um, we loved our local places, our local community places. And um, we were regulars, and I'm still a regular where I'm at now just because of those people that give you that extra service. The food can be okay. 
you know, but if you go and have a great experience and that's all that, that's what's going to keep you coming back. I've gone yeah. to places with phenomenal food, but you get shit service and it's like, well, I've done my part here. I don't Dude, feel yeah. like I'm ever coming back. It's like hooking you know? up with a hot chick with no personality. Like, yeah, maybe I'll I mean, go back call her back a couple times. times. Yeah, Come a on. couple of times. That's about it. But like not consistent, you know? <laughs> I'd rather have a six or a seven. Absolutely. Who, which, by the way, your food is like a fucking ten Thank with you, personality. So Thank there's you. that's why it hits. That's what I'm trying to say. Like people, I called, uh, my cousin lives right behind the North Gate. If you go up Idaho just a little bit farther, right behind that church, he lives right there in those neighborhoods. And I, I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, the uh, owners of Smoke and Fire come. And he's like, dude, like, we're there, like, every fucking day. Nice. Like, literally every day, every day. Because, like, it just walked there. Like, after I go to the – we work out in my, my garage, and I'm like, dude, I need some protein. I'll just literally walk right down, man. So it's it's fucking amazing. When that – when it first started, so when you had that gas issue, when did you start get going? Like, when did you start, all right, revenue's coming in. We're starting to get, like, a consistent – thing going on covid's not slowing us down as much as we thought day one well day one we we were oh, shit. we had a line day one our grand opening because for us we've always we uh isaiah and i came from canes so we opened up every raising canes in california up until two years ago holy shit between him myself a couple of other guys on our team we had we had gone that route and with canes what the canes does is they go grand opening huge yeah they go they big. have a live band they have the local high school cheerleaders they'll usually do anything and so we came from that frame of mind from that like coaching tree in terms of restaurants um when we did our grand opening we gave away 20 uh 20 cards for free food for a year so our first day we actually had a line if you're familiar with like our shop that whole shopping center that whole block we had a line at one point all the way to O'Reilly Auto Parts, which is... That's way down there. It's past our shopping center to the next shopping center at the other end of the shopping center. That's at least a quarter mile. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so we had that entire like line. We had a great grand opening. And for us, like we saw that steady climb. And then even through... And luckily for us, we had opened with... Literally within the week, it was like where they started allowing outside dining. And we were oh. blessed to have that giant that giant outside patio yeah that saved everything that's yeah that was huge i think a big part of it that uh josh won't say about himself we had some uh exterior help too but our online marketing Mm -hmm. was huge and we spent the better part of the first month um just throwing out food porn on instagram yeah and on the internet huge dude and just letting it branch out and i mean i grew up in the whittier area like pretty close to it but um played ball on Pico, had friends on one side of town and then went to high school on another side of town and have family friends that just spread the word. I have an, a godfather who seems to, like Tommy, uh, know the world. Yeah. You can't you can't go three hours from home without him running into somebody somewhere. And it's right. just word of mouth, Instagram, Facebook, this whole new, like, no, I, I guess it's not new now. I'm kind of an older soul. But, like, the whole <laughs> social media marketing thing, really took off we had just under 18k followers before we opened our doors oh my god a big god. part of it was the promotional stuff and we did some stuff too where um we reached out to local community you know um like the local high schools and stuff yeah. and like you know just donated food when we were training it was like okay well this food's gonna go to the nursing program you know at this hospital whatever we're not gonna throw yeah, it away we're gonna do that's whatever. cool dude random things like that just get our name out there or i called some friends and whatever and local fire departments hey you know we're opening up come check this out we'd like to you know give you guys some samples of what we got going on here this is 13 hour smoked brisket this is what's going on you know <sighs> scratch mac and cheese like all that good stuff um we pride ourselves on not just 
quality food, but being a part of the community. I grew up, like I said, when I was a kid playing sports my whole life, it was all the small businesses that were donating their time and efforts into like donating for our teams, whether it be St. Paul High School or Pico Dons or whatever. Yeah. And like Pizza Mania and all these great places, like they're always around. Like always. To Dude, gyms. Like showing Remember up. we used to go yeah. to gyms? The gyms was right there great, on the corner. Man. Get Absolutely. DUI fries. Now yes. it's like a Dino's, I think, or some fucked <laughs> the up. The fries shit. with the pastrami on it. Dog, like yeah. 13 getting DUI fries. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Dude. I don't even know what a DUI is, but it sounds D- delicious. They yeah, call them it, DUI fries. It tastes fries. a lot better than it is receiving. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Trust me. They call them DUI fries because you're so drunk when you order it, you're guaranteed to get a DUI as soon as you leave that place. Or it saves you from one because it sucks up all the alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> it's chili cheese fries with carne salad pastrami on it. God, you're definitely not going to get abs. Nah. Get, you know. But, but, dude, yeah, I mean, those you remember all these places, dude. They're super yeah, important. It's man. just, it feels great to be able to, like, now be on the other side of that. And it's like, yeah, that's I have cool. some buddies that worked at the schools we went to and um, that coached all over different high schools. And now I, I'm at an opportunity where it's like we're able to reach out and be like, hey, what can we do for you? Like, we would love to feed the, the teams on, you know, Fuck. when they practice late on Wednesdays. We'd love to do this and just be part of the community the same way Yeah. other places served our community when we were younger, you know? Yeah, dude, and you get to be, like, the, the banner on the fucking outfield. Yeah. Well, you sponsored, exactly. you know? And I think, like, kind of just piggyback off of what Dom said is, like, you know, there's obviously with marketing, you have that online platform that you have to do. Like, Instagram, it's a, it's a beast. You yeah. have to do it. Yelp is the mafia, but you have to do it. Um, all these different Dude, things, yeah, but seriously. the thing that a lot of a lot of businesses kind of miss, and because it's just immediately you're just giving money to people, and they don't realize, is investing your local community. For us, like before we even started, uh, we before we had even signed any paperwork, we had already offered to uh, sponsor the cooking team at La Habra High School. So we weren't even in the location for sure. So cool, man! But we had already said, hey, we're gonna like coach like ba- basically mentor the coaching the coaching uh the cooking team that they had at la habra high school damn um, when when COVID happened it was like for us it was like with the boosters club we had written them a check and they're like literally you're the second business to write us a check because nobody knew if the, there was going to be a season so we were just like yep we got to invest in the high school here's some money uh a couple of weeks ago their dance team or a couple months ago the dance team had to have their their winter performance canceled and when they or the spring performance canceled. When they canceled it, that meant that they weren't going to get that money to sponsor their program for the following year. So mm-hmm. for us, Isaiah's heard that and reached out to uh, the 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 teacher, or the person, educator, and, and responsible for that whole team, and purchased every ticket for the the performance that wow. wasn't going to happen. So literally, just saving their program. And I'm not like trying to like pound our chest or anything like that. No, but that's dude. a huge thing is like taking care of your community. Huge. Because, you know how I many people like just like didn't even, haven't even come to our restaurant and left us Yelp reviews. How many people uh, just come in basically because, oh, we heard that you did this with the football team or we, hey, yeah. you know, you know, oh, my son goes to the, uh, goes to La Habra high school and, and told me that you guys are sponsoring them or, you know, my daughter's on the dance team. Uh, you know, they they you save their performance or you save their their program for the following year. Yeah, it's it's really That's um, huge. It's the least we can do because, in all honesty, um, I'm usually the one that's joking around telling dick jokes. But in all <laughs> honesty, um, the community saved us. We don't know what it's like to be open outside of COVID yet. We opened in June. Wow. And um, that's insane. We have over 1,300 five star Yelp reviews and what a hundred and 25,000 Instagram. Like, that's all the community. That's all La Habra. That's yeah. the word of mouth thing. 
whether it's and every time I'm there, especially on the weekends, where you'll tend to find me. Yeah. I, uh, I just go around and shake hands and thank people, but you know, talk to them. And now it's like it, at first it was, oh, we love this place. We're here all the time. Or my cousin lives down the street. We're here all the time. Now it's like, oh, where are you guys from? We're from the valley. Yeah. We came from Pasadena. Dude, we dude. heard about this place. We That's came all huge. the way from Upland. It's like, whoa. Like, how come? It's like, we heard about you. My right. cousin lives here. My cousin went to high school here. Someone coaches here. So we had to come try it because they said we had like, We thank the community for everything. It's like, that's the least we can do. And right. that's something we'll continue to do. Like, um, for as long as we're around and that we're, for as long as we're able to. I mean, it, it's it's a definitely a give take, but it's, um, there's definitely a, uh, a huge debt of gratitude that you know yeah. we owe to let everybody. Me, let me tell you, there's nothing more stressful than having somebody tell me they drove 45 minutes to an hour for our yeah. food. And it's like wow. we're gonna, yeah. bro. Like I'm like, yeah. all right, now pray. impress us. Pray <laughs> to God this is good. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I like sitting there. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Please don't judge us too hard. I know you drove a really long ways. You know, like, bro, dude, it's a trip. Well, I heard about you guys both ways because the first time I heard about you guys was through my uncle Phil. Um, it was my dad's bachelor party, and he's like, I got it. Don't worry about it. I got the food. And we're like, all right, fuck. Uncle Phil's got the food. We're good to go. Like, I don't have to worry about shit then. I was bringing the beers. Like, oh, I heard he's going to Northgate. Yeah. I was like, I just, whatever. <laughs> and Dom showed up and he had all the food and he had like the brisket and the tri tip. And I was like, oh my God, this is fucking insane. And then it was literally the next day that I saw on uh, social media, uh, my brother sent it to me because I don't have to, I don't like social media either. Like, that's another thing. I, I, I'm like you, dude. I really don't like yeah. it. Um, but my brother sent me like some dude's page where that's what he does. He's like a food porn guy. And he goes around all the local areas in Orange County and yeah. LA County. And one of them was yours. He's like, dude, we got to go to the spot in the harbor. I'm like, we just had it, dude. <laughs> How drunk were you? Like, he's like, oh, you, you, were that, you were literally there. Yeah, he's like, that was the place. I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, that was insane. He's like, well, we got to go try this out. And we've been going back ever since. We had my, my dad had his, uh, his 50th birthday party, like I would say, like about a month ago. And dude, I didn't know this. But now everyone in my family calls me Danny Mac because. I ordered two party size trays from your guys' place. I didn't know how big they were, and it was only like <laughs> six people. <laughs> so I got two party size. I was like, "Oh, they oh, feed sh-. like sixteen, dude." Oh, I know. Yeah. So I got two party size, but it was cool because like that whole day, I took like I don't know. I just I asked for extra trays. I'm like, just give me a little bunch of aluminum foil trays, and I took like I don't know how many fucking macaroni and cheeses to different houses all around the neighborhood. So I was like, this is like an opportunity to just spread the word, man. Yeah, I wish I lived closer to you. You know, I know, dude. <laughs> I was like, who, who was like, who's who has a hot yeah. sister? I can go drop us off at their house and just like try to impress them a little bit. Here's some mac and cheese. Yeah, but hey, pull it out your yeah. Now let's right. do it. Make let's sure your it. sister gets some. Just really good mac and cheese down the street. My, they're my friends. Um, you guys, to be honest, I think we're our first catering order ever. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. And wow. so it was Honor, one of those things because we were only open at this point for. I I mean we didn't open with a catering menu. Yeah, we didn't we have a catering, a catering menu. menu at that point. Right. You guys called and we we're like, hey. They're ordering for Let's like 40 people. It's like, Fuck what do we do? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Let's just little average, you know, 10, 12 ahead, blah, blah, blah. Like, charge them this. Like, what do they want? They want full briskets. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, like, they want two of them. It's like, okay. I remember I personally uh, drove it down there and carved it myself in front of the party. Dude, yeah. Or, that what, yeah. That's But that's what I'm saying, dude. I think that's the shit. That is adding a personal touch to your business. That's what people like. I love that shit. Because like I said, yeah. it's, like, it's like going to your favorite sushi bar when you know the chef. You know that same dude. You know, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to even be fucking Japanese. The sushi bar I go to, he's a full Mexican guy. I just yeah. go there because he knows my name and he knows and he always does the right shit. He gives me free appetizers all the time. 
and like he knows he's gonna give you the best service. Like you going in and cutting it up yourself. That's what people want, dude. Traditionally, yeah. I drank beers with them too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. traditionally, just like every good sushi chef. Of course, you always yeah. buy your sushi chef a beer. It's yes. common knowledge, dude. All right. So but yeah, so right. what? Right now, numbers wise, everything's looking good. Then. Uh yeah, we're we're moving, man. That's like, amazing, yeah. dude. I I always say this to the guys because like now it's like one of those things where you kind of have to be a little bit more cautious about about like everything with the brand, mm-hmm. but. I, I've I've started telling like Isaiah or Juan or I've even told Dom like I feel like we're the pretty girl at the party now. Yeah. Like, dude, it's weird. Like, I'll be at the post office. Which and I'll be I wearing my cap. I can't speak for you guys, but I've never felt like that. Before. Oh, bro, I never have either, bro. That was <laughs> but, why I was like, <laughs> but the night is young. You I know what I mean? Young, I can dude. go throw on some jeans. Right young now. kids. Yeah. I was at the post office in Lakewood, like by my house, and wow. this lady was like, uh, "Is that like the the like you got the smoking fire? Are you affiliated with them?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." I, yeah, I worked there. Yeah, no big. And she was like, she was like, oh my god, I was. Ju- this is like fortuitous. I just was telling my friend. I sent her a picture of your guys's mac rib, oh and it was just like, god. bro, like they, it's just trip because like now it's like this. It's coming full circle. I can't go somewhere with. I have to stop wearing work hats. Yeah, no, don't. That's, that's be, don't, uh, bro. But it's, it's, it's I kind of like it though. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those weird things. It's like a rock star. Yeah, pretty girl. Like you also you're a asked girl. her what does fortuitous mean. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I had to look it up, dude. That's amazing, man. Honestly, when you guys are full throttle, I can't even imagine. I mean. Fuck, dude. I mean, what are your what are your hours right It'll now? Be nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Eleven to ten. Yeah. Do you think that'll change once it gets full full closure oh. or when it gets full like full throttle? I'll start. I don't know if Josh would probably have. Uh, he's there a lot more than I am because I do work uh, a different uh, job mostly during the week. Okay. Um, but what I would love to see, even if it's a weekend deal and if things open up more, um, right now we close at ten. I would love to serve. Or at least pour till twelve. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and just keep people there. There's sometimes or when it was open most when we were at like fifty percent capacity and people were. I I I want to say it was like right around the same time. There was like Dodger playoffs going on. Yeah, and people were loving the patio, and some people were watching like UFC and stuff. Um, people wanted to stick around and like say the Big game time, would be over dude. and be like, "Hey man, can we get another round of pitchers?" Like. Oh man, but it's like, oh, but this is the only place we can do this at. It's like, yeah, yeah I know, but yeah, sorry, we're closing. There's like restrictions. I would love to. Um, like I said, these guys are operating at the place right. more than I am. So, I, right. Well, we, and I mean, we've had almost not to put you on the eight spot, months. Josh. I think we've had yeah. eight months. You're like, this is the way it should be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the last eight months, honestly, and we don't know every day that we open up at this point, it's we're kind of behind the eight ball. We never know what what to expect because yeah. a we've never gone through like we've gone through eight months of pandemic. But if every restriction is lifted tomorrow, we don't know what our customer base is going to look like. As of right now, we're we're every day is kind of different. When they went back to full shutdown, we actually got busier. Yes. Really? Yes. It was weird. Like when it went full shutdown, when it was it when it was like literally right before Christmas, everyone was like, "Hey, stay yeah, at the home order and everything. Stay at home orders are back in in place." We became everybody's best option for takeout. Like we just went from wow, we went from man. being like a, a fast casual brand to all right. Well, we can't go out to a nice dinner, so let's get a nice takeout dinner. Shit. Um, yeah, we and had... then yeah, it was a trip. So for us, the the weird thing for us though is about after eight o'clock, you unless there's a big event, a, a sporting event, uh, going on on TV. If there's something like I, we look forward to football opening up in La Habra. But oh we God. haven't seen what it looks like. So as of right now, with the pandemic, it's we're almost like That's we're at that saying, point where dude. staying open till ten o'clock. We're like 
we're good, but we're, there's a huge drop off in sales. And I don't know if it's just because La Habra is a little bit more of a quiet area. That part, that area is a little bit more like like mellow. Right. So we still have to kind of figure it out because we've seen instances where people are trying to hang out and watch a game. And so it like makes sense. Oh, stay open a little bit later. Right. But at the same time, we've seen like every day where at if you look at our sales from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock, it's just a huge, it just drops. Right. Because it's a little bit more mellow of an area. But for us, like opening up other restaurants, we know like once we open up Paramount, which is coming up next month, Oh shit! Yeah, we're yeah, opening up Paramount news. next month. You heard it here first. Congratulations! Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so opening, we're opening. Breaking uh, news. Paramount is opening in March. That's our game plan. We shot, we were shooting for early, but fellas. it's looking at mid, just because like you know, the pandemic is still in full swing. So and like, there's still LA so many County. restrictions, and we wow. are in LA County now. So <laughs> yeah, big difference. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of different um, things that we they have to check uh, boxes to check and. Uh, we've already kind of experienced that. Like we've had other issues and other hurdles that we have to go through that we didn't have to go through over in La Habra. Yeah. Um, but we anticipate that restaurant possibly being open a little bit later because it's going to be busier at night. Yeah. For us right now, we were we were going into it with oh, pandemic hours are going to be till ten o'clock because when we had pitched the idea, it was like oh, we'll be open late. That's kind of our game plan. But looking at what sales have been, it's like it's not even like people are coming in at ten o'clock wanting to yeah wanting to eat at ten o'clock. So it slows down dramatically, and we don't know if that's because of the pandemic or if that's going to be just the norm. I I, I don't think it's because of the pandemic, dude. I'll be honest, dude. When especially you're right, when football opens up on Friday night, on Friday night fucking lights in La Habra, dude. It's when fo- it's insane, it's insane, dude. I'm telling you, like that city. I don't know how they get talent every year. Every year, there's a fucking kid coming from like, hey, we got a kid from Long Beach coming over. Like, how? Like, what? Yeah, they do really well. They always do well, and they always have a new stud every year since I've been there. When I was there, they won CF four years in a row, yeah. freshman to senior, and then the years before that, they always won, and they still keep winning. They're still, it's huge to La Habra. I can't even imagine when this shit's over, when COVID's over, when it's full throttle on Friday nights after that game, before and after the fucking game. Your place is going to be insane. Yeah. Well, uh, out the fucking yeah. door, the team's going to show up. Every, it's going to be ridiculous. You're talking 200 people, maybe. Yeah. Once upon a time, you know, a couple of years ago when I was 19. Oh, gosh. Or 18, 19, I worked at the Red Robin down the street. Oh, uh, no shit. From La Habra High School at the Whitwood Town Center. Mm-hmm. Every Friday, we would get swarmed. We would be closing down. The bar would be closed down. Everything would be done. I think they want, I want to say they closed at 11 back then, but don't quote me on that. But every Friday around, 10 o'clock or whenever the games let out 9 30 it went from two people in the restaurant to almost a full house again yeah um just because you had lucerna high school la Habra high school whittier high school whittier christian st paul all surrounding the area jesus christ that all wanted to go somewhere afterward yeah. and Dude. It, it was absolutely like as a worker back then it was like oh here we go this is terrible yeah especially because you're a server and you had a bunch of high school kids yeah. that didn't tip. Yeah. You know? minimum, and minimum wage sucks but, um, balls. But yeah, uh, it, it was a thing. It was a common thing. I'm I'm assuming we're going to get some of that or a good portion of that, especially since oh, the high dude. school's a stone's throw away. You know what I mean? We're basically we at their back ready. door. Like at yes. their exit, we're right there. You just walk across yeah, the street. You just there. you stare at the high school from where you're at. Yeah. That's insane, man. And you're, and you're right, dude. La Habra is a, is a perfect place for a restaurant because – it's not close to anything like uh, uptown and late. Like in other words, if you had a restaurant in Brea, that's cool. But around nine or ten, you kind of have to close because everyone's trying to go to the bars now. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then same thing with Whittier. Like there's that whole uptown. People want to go to the bars in La Habra. People want to stay late and they want to stay there. 
There's, they're not. They don't want to go to the bars. They're we're here. Already. Yeah. Yeah. There's no and the freeways are far as shit. So it's you're just there, and that's why like I think when it opens up, it's gonna be beautiful, man. I Since think it's gonna be fucking great. Open a dance floor, dude. <laughs> that's all. Honestly, that's all we gotta see me out there. I want. I want to, <laughs> DJing. I wanted to ask you guys had some like beautiful artwork in there. Is there somebody that made that shit for you guys or like? So look, I you're looking I at the, I did all the uh, prints. Like basically no everything visual there. Ninety uh, percent I've done. Wow. Which. It's kind of become the stress point for the new location because we've added a bunch of stuff that I haven't done because they're trying to alleviate some of that from me. Just mm-hmm. because all of our logo, um, all of our shirts, all of our menus, uh, the artwork that you've seen, like all that comes out of like me, digital designs. So wow, it's like, dude, dude. It, and like we're trying to switch them out every quarter. So we have three more up. We're going to try to put three more behind that. And it's just like, all right, what am I gonna do now? All right, yeah, dude, it's it's starting to get to yeah. that point for me, like where I'm like sitting on the couch, creatively, uh, creatively trying to figure something out what the next right. thing is gonna be, and it's just like I'm starting to I'm running on fumes, creative. Yeah. Dude, he's also he's also kind of busy running smoke and fire. <laughs> no big so, deal. Yeah. Painting there's also that. And stuff. It's like, um, and you're married. That's another thing, babe. Yeah. Baby, how's your day? Oh, you there's no stress. There's good. no stress there. What? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no stress at all. I didn't spend any money on Valentine's Day. That's great. I no, dude. I noticed that as soon as I walked in, dude. I, I don't have like a, I have like a visual. Like I want to know what the fuck I'm looking at when I go into people's house because my house was always like that when I was a kid, and every Mexican has the same shit. We have Diego Rivera paintings everywhere. Okay. I don't know why, but like it's just what and it's like a staple. On the couches, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, dude. We have all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit in our house for real. Like, cause it, that's what the fuck we have. Like, we want to like, we want you to, we want everyone to feel. Doesn't matter what you are. When you walk into our house, you gotta feel fucking comfortable. Yeah, well, that's also why there's pictures of your 48 cousins like, right. right around the exactly, other side of the dude. Yeah. And it's one rule, dude. It's simple. Like in my house when I was a kid, just say hi to my fucking dad, shake his hand, and the whole house. This is all yours. <laughs> this can yes. all be yours. This is all yours. Like you go to the fridge, grab a soda, go in my go in my fridge. But you can do whatever the fuck you want. If you don't say hi, you're you're fucking rude. Especially yeah. if you're dating his daughter. Of course, Been there's on that both too. Ends of that one, yeah. exactly. But I learned my I always quick. when I walk into any place, I I notice if they have that welcoming vibe. What the fuck do they hang up around here? You know, uh, who's saying hi? I I notice that shit, and the artwork is beautiful, man. Thank and you. like my buddy actually mentioned it. Uh, he's a local legend, La Habra, Johnny Utah. He's a he's an artist. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and he like makes drawings of like uh. Guy from Point Break? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Dude, this guy. Shit. This guy has. You Never can heard check of her. out, You can check out his um. His uh, Instagram profile, it's at WeDrip. He has, like, I don't know how many drawings of, like, fucking, like, uh, MMA fighters. Him and Jose Aldo. He has one with Steve Garvey. Like, he makes them for them, and then they just take yeah. a picture. Like, he's a he's a baller, dude. Oh, that's and, cool. And he had mentioned that, too. He's like, hey, dude, they got some killer artwork in there. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm for sure, man. This fucking place is beautiful, dude. Yeah. Well, I, when was the last time you were in? Probably uh, my dad's 50th, like, two, three weeks ago. Okay. So, have you seen the new murals that we had put up and everything? We had a uh, an actual, like, an art, a muralist come in. And oh, he did shit. a bunch of stuff. An actual artist, you can say. Well, it, I mean, like, yeah. bro, an actual artist. Like, because for me, like, I don't really <laughs> consider what I do art. Like, you know, I I do some stuff, but and I think it's like creative. But right. I don't like. I could never say, hey, like, you just painted this beautiful painting on a wall out of like with your bare hands, and I'm yeah, like doing yeah. everything. I could just make erase, erase, yeah. <laughs> swipe left. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like a whole like it's a whole different universe. And I right. and I try I choose to understand that. Our partner Juan will tell me he says you're a professional tracer. That's what he says. Like, oh, bro, you're just a tracer. That's all. You're so, still a pro. Hey, fuck it. There you go. But uh, yeah, we, he's we not just, a professional. We had a muralist yeah. come in and do some stuff because, like, wow. we want to have those connections to the local school. We have a. Uh, he came in and painted a Highlander for us, like right next to the ladies' Damn. room. And it's just it's like the Mel Gibson in uh, 
what was it in the the Mel Gibson Highlander. Braveheart? Braveheart, the Braveheart. Yeah. Oh, bro, oh, he did cool, him, dude. and it's funny because we were like, please just make it look like La Habra High School, yeah. not so much like because people are gonna be so confused when they come in and they see Braveheart. Of course, uh, in our men's room. He actually came in and uh, did a uh, mural of Pops in Friday, spraying the bathroom. No way. So it's huge. Yeah. That's cool. And it came out phenomenal. It looks freaking great. Yeah. I, in La Habra, there's like a common, I don't know who the guy is, um, or woman, I don't know who fucking makes it, but um, there was a common like picture in almost every restaurant in La Habra, and it's basically like a big, uh, it's a big drawing of a, like a cool map of La Habra. Okay. It's really cool, dude. So like if you can go to like, there's a restaurant down in, uh, it's called Casa Adelita, right there on a... Uh, Howard Boulevard and right before you hit Euclid and every other restaurant they have it it's like and it's really cool how they do it because they'll put on the corner here's the high school and like honestly I believe like once they make a new if someone's gonna do it redo it like you gotta throw G-Burger in there you gotta throw you guys like La Habra's been fucking updated man the in and out and like dude you you guys are a staple to come dude I, I guarantee it man it's I go back I don't go back there yeah. yeah dude I don't go back to my hometowns often and because I need I need a reason to go back. That's a mission, bro. Yeah, it's a mission, <laughs> bro, that man. It's a mission for you. You know, but uh my it's great because I got very lucky. Like I have friends that all left and then now they're going back and they're buying homes there. Which That's is beautiful, good. man. I'm glad like they raised there, they bounced, you know, they did their thing, they fucking they became men and now they went back and they bought homes. I'm like, dude, I have a reason to go back to my hometown. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Like I think that all speaks to the community that goes on around there too. You know? Yeah, dude. Like that Whittier La Habra, you're kind of there's no freeways around. So like you gotta hang out together. Yeah, we gotta no be to go. we gotta be friends, um, dude. And uh, just yeah, the high school stuff, the sports stuff. I mean, just I went to St. Paul, which isn't too far away. Yeah. But um, again, speaking of the community, I owe them everything because uh, word of mouth, I, I don't uh, do the Facebook often either. Yeah. Like, believe it or not, the um, Facebook. The Facebook and uh, what do you kids call it. I sign on every now and then, and then there I was with just a family friend tagging us hey this is a alumni from st paul 2005 opening up a spot you know in the community blah 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 go show them support and immediately just got all these responses and people asking questions and then other alumni tagging in different like group pages and you know from either st paul stuff or alumni stuff or ex-football stuff and people were coming in and pe- still come in it's like oh who's the guy from st paul that opened this place Never met before. People that graduated in the eighties, yeah, 90s, and stuff, you know, and yeah. they're just at, and it's just again community involvement, it's community influence. It, it, I don't think there's anything like it that's, that speaks volumes like that. Yeah, with like where we're from, you Swartzman, dude. You don't get that in the big cities. When I was a kid, we hated Swartzman. We hated them <laughs> because we're. Dude, I was a greaser, dude. I mean, I wasn't, but I used to watch. I used to watch watch movie The Outsiders, and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm God. for sure a greaser, dude. Yeah. I don't like socials, dude. And they're private school socials. kids were all socials, yeah. dude. Even though, like, I probably had more money than them. I don't know. I just always thought that I was like, I hate those guys. Yeah, we're but, all assholes. Yeah, <laughs> my whole family. My mom went to St. Paul. Uh, I have a couple cousins that went there. And my dad, he's way more. He's he's East, he's Garfield. He's gangster as hell. I was the one and only. Well, my godfather, but most of my family are pioneer. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, further down the road. Like, I was I was yeah. on track, dude. I remember I went to Casco to fourth grade. Got kicked out. Whatever, dude. But Dang. it is what it is. What it is. Thank God I got to go to public school. You made it count, dude. Dude, the kid. I I beat up a kid. Whatever, dude. Like some fucking <laughs> muscle mentals. Dude, his fault, dude. His fault. You know, we're friends now. But uh, no, tell him you'll do it again, dude. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. Hey, don't talk shit. That's your fault, dog. <laughs> but um, for the listeners, man, tell them I, I want I want them to know like your your top menu items because I know what the fuck I like. I'm a ribs guy and I'm a steak guy and I like and I like tri tip. But if you had your most popular items at like 
these motherfuckers got to try this when they go to fucking smoke and fire. Your first time smoking fire, these are the things you got to try. Hmm. Well, we have tons of secret menu items that you can find. I guess it's not secret if you follow our Instagram, but stuff that's not, I would say, listed, but a lot of limited time stuff. Mm-hmm. I would say keep up with that, and that would be my political answer. Um, my personal favorite, I love, and I've gotten a lot of responses on just our straight-up, basic, all-American smash burger. Our West oh, Coast smash dude, burger. It's so good. It, there's something about it that, I mean, it's weird to talk about your own spot. You know, as far as like whatever, and it's like the most basic thing on our menu. It's two patties, cheese, two buns, you know, some sauce and pickles, and that's it. Yeah. But it's a taste and it's a flavor. And I thought I was the only one. I thought I was infatuated it when it first came out of our kitchen with our team and everything. And um, I'm surprised, not surprised. I shouldn't say that, but I'm very happy that that's the most basic thing on our menu. But I also get tons of people that hit me up and be like. We love your brisket. Like, our brisket's amazing. That's the hot, hottest, like, item on our menu. That's what we sell out almost every day on. Damn. Because um, you can only smoke so much overnight, you know? And we, right, don't, yeah. we don't cut corners on, like, pulling it out soon. You and know people what I mean? know that. People know um, when you're cutting corners with food. Oh, yeah. but you know right There's away, so many dude. people who are like, that's probably the best burger I've ever had. And, like, um, just not just close friends and uncles, but just people that randomly, like, DM me or that have heard of the spot or that. You know, right. like Josh said, if I'm wearing a shirt after work or CVS or something, right? Like, I was like, I thought I was the only one. Like, I don't think people know? realize how fucking insane that claim is when you're stuck between G Burger and In and Out, and someone's going, yeah. "You're the best burger I've ever Dude, had." Dude, yeah. it's weird. That's ridiculous. But that's, that's amazing. Like, like, it's kind of funny because, like, kind of just piggybacking off of off Dom, like, a lot of people ask that, "Hey, what's your favorite thing?" And for me, when we first started this, my idea was like, bro, why don't we do brisket? We could do a brisket grilled cheese. Oh, yes. I, and I was just like, uh, like I was like, yeah, that's the one that we got to do that. We got to do that. Whatever else we do, because for us, we always wanted to be like multidimensional. We didn't want to just be a chicken place. We didn't want to yeah. just be a barbecue place right. or a burger joint. That's our hit single. That's we, our. Which you guys are. You guys are very dimensional, dude. But bro, we like I I don't even eat the brisket. I sm- like I, I try like for me like I work there twelve hours a day. I'm there five days a week. I, smelling it's enough yeah. for me at this point. <laughs> but honestly, like, I will smash a smash burger all day. Like, wow. I could just sit there and just in a minute just be like, all right, go hit it. And I'll tell people that. And they're like, it, it's not the most, like, if, if you're an Instagram person, if you're going just based off of off of how something looks, yeah, no one ever goes, off, goes for the smash burger on that. Because the smash burger looks super basic. It's super plain. But it's like, it's not a visually pleasing, like, food item. It's not food porn. At right. least for me, like, I, I've never looked at it and said, Oh, that's a sexy burger. <laughs> yeah. um, but have you ever? But in terms nah. of like how it tastes, Baby, slow that down thing with that burger. is insane. Or like the the one that always throws me for a loop, the vegan sandwich. Dude, I'm not a yes. vegan guy, which is huge that you guys have that. Bro, I think that's great, yeah. dude. I'm not vegan, and I absolutely hate mushrooms in my normal life. Mm-hmm. But I will smash a vegan burger or one of our vegan like sandos at least three times a week. That's great, dude. They I feel crush. like that's huge. I mean, like. They're not going to be. They're definitely a minority of your customers, but the fact that it's even offered—that's what I mean with the diverse thing. Yeah, you guys have that. I know everyone's going through uh, what's the shit? What's it called? Lent. Everyone's going through Lent. They're not, doing, they're not trying to eat meat on Fridays. Yeah, but you still have other options they can still eat, which is, dude, that's beautiful, man. And I think that was a big thing for us when we opened up. When we opened up our restaurant, we made it a social eatery. We wanted it to be welcoming to everybody. Yeah. So like, you can be vegan, come in. You can have a dog. We're dog friendly. You can come in, and, uh, like, and be Muslim. And all of our food is halal. 
Hundred percent halal. Hundred percent halal. We don't yes. sell pork. We don't. Everything is halal. So like for us, like it was big because we have a ton of friends that are that are practicing Muslims. We have a ton of friends that are vegans. Like all of us yeah. are. We have a diverse circle of friends, and for us, it was really important to just make sure that our social eatery, anybody can come and everyone was welcome. Yeah, that's huge, man. I feel like that's the best way to go about it, dude. Because like like you mentioned earlier, dude, those are all the places that we had in our neighborhood. Like I think about the. Like the local bars, like Tubby's. I don't know if you've been yeah. at Tubby's. Oh, many a times. Yeah, everyone knows Tubby's, dude. I I'm always remember you. going in. Come on, dude. Tubby's. <laughs> Leave Tubby's, it at that, dude. Draft picks. I'm talking yes. all these places, dude. Like, it's not like their place are they're they're good places, but like it's it's the community aspect that you feel, man. It and there's people there from all different fucking corners, and that's the most beautiful part. And you guys have that. Plus, you got the food, dude. You guys are you guys are like that. You got you ever see that? Uh, that YouTube video where that guy does a diagram for a super hot chick with a personality. Yes. Like, this is when she's a unicorn. You guys are a fucking unicorn. Because, like, usually a food that plays that good, it's in L.A. somewhere, and there's no personality to the fucking place. There's none because it's we're too we're that. too good. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, no, we're too good. We're like, I don't have time to fucking make jokes with you, man. Here's your food. I know it's delicious, and thank you. And then you have places that are average, but they had a lot of personality. You guys get both, and in the perfect location, I'm telling you, man, I, I think it's going to take off, man. Dang. And it already has, obviously, but I mean, like, I think once it's open, it's going to be like, yeah, we're talking huge. We're, I, we're fortunate enough to have a massive patio, um, which has helped us out a lot when, it, awesome, you know, man. this whole patio only thing. And that's one thing we coach is just human interaction, yeah. personal interaction. Just give that, I mean, it's been said before. Um, you can teach anyone how to do anything for the most part, but you can't hire at, or you can't teach attitude. You can't teach motivation. Yeah. So that's what we look for when we hired our first staff. But when we look for now and some of the, our best compliments we've ever had or with on, not just on top of the food was how great the service is. And I owe that all to our staff and, you know, Josh and these guys for training them throughout the week and stuff. And I do what I can. And I'm very much, uh, a front of the house guy. I don't know much about uh, kitchen or back of the house stuff. I know beers, I know bars, and I know interaction. And so that's what I try to coach up when I'm there and if I see, um, or if I'm training, you know, how to just say hello, but not just say hello in a corporate manner, but say hello in a personal manner. Yeah, just, ask them how their kids are. It's simple. You don't have to overthink things. Like there's a couple um, staff members we have that you can tell her up in their head when they have to interact with tables or they go table touch. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, you just drop their food off. Make sure you table touch a couple minutes, make sure they have, you know, sauces, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to be too professional. Some of these kids are a little younger and they try to mimic what they think. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's also like, take a breath, you know, mention something. Or like one of the guys was running. He's like, oh, you know, may I do this? Which is great. It's great to have the manners. But also like you see the guys watching the Laker game and he's got a Boston shirt on. Give him a little shit about Boston. Yeah, man. something. You know I mean? like, yeah. And then oh, now he's seriously. Getting, yeah. But now that little like, don't go full full go on him. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean? he might have ten thousand dollars on yeah. the game too. But, like you're a mark. Yeah. You're Celtic stuff. Don't do that. But, um, but you now know? you kind of see that sort of mentality thriving. Which, when I was serving and how I kind of initially met these guys a million years ago, um, and just became great friends with them. But even though on the corporate level, when I worked for certain establishments you had a checklist on how to like educate your table and how to greet yeah i never did that i had the worst checklist but i always had i was the first guy with the regulars i was the first employee of the month in the new restaurant you know mm -hmm. and um that interaction that people appreciate that and it goes a long way and it's not fake anymore it's real right. you can talk to someone about the football game you can talk or ask about the food or talk about the food when they ask you and i think um that goes a long way with 
people again the community with people that come in for the first time and oh what do you like blah blah blah, blah and joke around and yeah you know take it that much further and talk about the beers or talk about whatever big they're time you know it sounds like the formula for your guys's team is just fucking perfect because it sounds like you guys got the brains you guys got the personality it sounds like you guys got the guy with the, the money you guys got the guy with the connections and you bring that all together man you just can't lose dude yeah well i, I think we we kind of had the leg up because none of us were really cooks like in our experience 90 percent of our experience was all front of house like all of us yes. had server experience bartending experience uh management experience uh none of us were real like cooks right we were all fat so like <laughs> for, so for the most part like when it came down to like creating the menu it was like ah we're well this would be delicious right. it's not like oh it's, you know there's there was no chef driven like at least mentally it was like oh well let's put this or let's add some cumin yeah, or add that. any of this. It was like, nah. man, you know what would be really delicious if More we took butter. this brisket and we put it on fries and we made it loaded That's fries. That's what people want, <laughs> Bro, dude. Fat kids, man. That's, That's what, what it was. Want. When you're a chef, dude, you're, you're, you're too close to the elephant. You don't, know, the, you don't know it's an elephant. Yeah, it's just like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. It just looks, <laughs> yes, like, it just looks like gray skin if you're that close. But someone from the back goes, hey, we should do this. That's That's huge, dude. And I feel like you guys have that. And, dude. I'm gonna go there tomorrow. I don't give a fuck. I'll be. Perfect. I'm going there tomorrow, dude. Bold claim. I'll see you Excellent. there, dude. Hell yeah. Anyways, uh, Dom, Josh, promise you an hour. We did an hour. Oh man, that was quick. It's quick, right? That was oh, a fast hour. That was a, that was an hour. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, thank you guys for coming in, man. Like I said, uh, podcast started off as a goof, and uh, now that it's kind of just doing something, I'm I'm super proud to like brag where I'm from and the businesses that are making La Habra still La Habra, dude. You know, I'm from La Habra. I'm from Whittier. I'm from Fulton. I'm from mm. Pico Rivera. I'm from Downey. I'm from Norwalk. Ode. But uh, I, that's all my neighborhood, dude. I'm like Tupac. I got a bunch of neighborhoods. Uh, Ode to you, man. This podcast is great. Oh, um, thanks, when I, dude. When I heard about it, what a month ago at this point, and your uncle reached out to me. I, you know, gave you a, a listen, and uh, I've, I've been a, I've been a regular listener ever since, man. You dude, had some thank good you, guests. Uh, you know how to communicate. You know how to keep the flow going, and uh, it's pretty interesting, man. Thanks, you, man. You, you got some fans on this side of the table too. I man. appreciate not, it, dude. I appreciate it's not just it, all us. dude. So. Dude, thanks, man. Appreciate you having us on. Of course. Alternate Take, thanks for tuning in, man. Uh, go check out their restaurant, man. It is literally the best barbecue you can get in Orange County and probably L.A. County, dude. I'll bold statement. I don't give a shit. I'm going to say it. But, uh, <laughs> dude, it's top-notch food. You can't go wrong. Dom, Josh, you guys can manage it. Thanks for coming in. That's good. Thank you. Peace. I got a piece of land out in the countryside. Lay back and smell the sun. Warm up the Georgia pie. So good to be taking it easy. Why would I ever leave? Cause I know I got some good friends that live down the street. Got a good looking woman with her arms around me. Here in a small town where it feels like home. I got everything I need and nothing that I don't. Living like we'll never die Come on and stay a while If you don't believe me Why would I ever leave? Cause I know I got some good friends That live down the street Got a good looking woman With her arms around me Here in a small town Where it feels like